Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Saturday, January 9th, and we're here to talk about some more NBA as we finish, like, I guess, week two of this season. Yeah, most, about most 10 teams, games in. Yeah, most teams are nine or 10 games in. And, uh, well, I think I speak for both of us when I say both of our, or our picks uh, for the awards are looking terrible. And, well, some uh, look great, and some look really bad. <laughs> uh, but some nice surprises already this season. Again, I know we're only 10 games in, so we're still in the overreaction phase. But, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know where you want to start. Well, I think that the first thing we have to address is that all of these not super great, but very young, mm-hmm. kind of try-hard teams... It's always at the beginning of the season where they do some damage, right? Because the veteran teams are kind of easing into things, and they're coming out the gate really hungry. And it's nice to see, you know, some of the big dogs get stunned every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Like, I speak about the Knicks, the Magic, you know, the Hawks a little bit, even the Hornets, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Even the Bulls don't look terrible, right? Yeah, I mean, mean, they 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 had a chance to win that game last night against the Lakers. The Suns, right? I mean, but we agreed the Suns would be much improved this year. But again, like... I mean, they're even, sitting in even, second right now. Yeah, the Mavs, of course, they're looking okay. The Jazz. A lot of these kind of second-tier, edge-of-playoff, edge-lottery, a lot of younger players, maybe one or two veterans. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see that it's not just, you know, oh, it's the same teams doing yeah. it every year. And, and, and then there are teams like the Heat and the Nuggets that are sitting in the bottom of the standings. That you Which know, we don't nobody's really worried there. about, right? Because, like you said, there there are teams that are still kind of, yeah. And and then there are some teams that you're worried about because not of the record, because you watch the games and you're like, man, they just look terrible. <laughs> like right? the, uh, the Wizards. Yeah, even even the Raptors. I mean, we knew the Pistons would be again. Awful, I'm told right? you, I, but I told the Raptors. You, I, my yeah, prediction. I mean, uh, fair enough, right? My my prediction. They I they look bad, it... and Siakam looks really bad. I just don't think they have enough anymore. That they, they he are got that big payday, contender. right? But I don't know if we were maybe we were a little too quick to anoint him as a superstar because Siakam, ah, he just does not look good. He looks very um, one-dimensional, to say it mm-hmm. politely. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and dive into some some teams in in particular. So let's talk about the Nets, right? They started out really hot. Everyone was anointing them the champions already, and they are now five and five. So a little bit of a free fall. I'm again, I'm not worried about this team. They'll still be good. They'll still make the playoffs. But you know, like I tried to say, there was going to be some growing pains with this team because you've got one of the best players in the league, but he's coming back from a brutal injury and then you've got Kyrie Irving who yeah he's averaging 27 points a game but you still don't really know what you're gonna get from him because I mean last game he he sat out for personal reasons I don't actually know what that ended up being about you know he 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 last two what I'm saying is his Kyrie Irving is prone to just kind of being MIA right so he does average he scores a lot of points right he does that but He's not always reliable in the sense that, like, you don't really know sometimes if he's going to play or if he's he's injured or or whatnot. So I just I just think that there's going to be growing pains continuing. I, I do for this I do team. have to say right because I am a fair man that we cannot. It's not fair to put Kyrie in the same basketball category as dudes like Westbrook and John Wall because he is actually efficient, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's not inefficient. No. 
but with Kyrie, it's more just worries about everything that comes on top. If Kyrie Irving was a stable human being with the basketball skills of Kyrie Irving, he'd be great. We would have no questions about him because basketball-wise, he is ball-dominant, yes, but he's not inefficient. He takes the right kind of shots. He's not a super bad turnover machine. And he can shoot And he doesn't everywhere. go out and, yeah, he doesn't chase, like, meaningless stats or rebounds mm-hmm. or dumb crap like that. So basketball skill-wise, he's not in the category of the guys that we don't really believe in, like the Westbrooks and the John Walls. It's just that everything else that kind of comes on top gives you those questions because he is kind of a flake, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah. I mean, then again, the Nets, obviously they lose Dinwiddie with the ACL injury for the season, and I'm sure that that affected yeah, their rotations good. quite a bit. Um, but again, like I said, I'm not worried about this team. They will still make the playoffs. They will still be good. It's just gonna. It's just going to take some time before we see their consistent best version of themselves. Yeah, and I, I think that the, the Dinwiddie thing cannot be understated, right? He I mean, is, he is on, on most other teams, he's the number is, two guy. Yeah. He's an elite player. Yes, definitely. Right. And and very underrated. And and we'll stay in the Eastern Conference. Let's talk about the Hornets. And I had him as my rookie of the year. You didn't, but you still thought he would he was gonna be good. Uh Lamelo looks legit. Pretty good. I mean, yeah, he looks He, he had looks a couple low games at the beginning of the season but now i mean he is he has found his groove i mean last night was the first game he played against lonzo that's actually i mean that's very cool to see uh to be quite honest and he hit a mean step back in lonzo's face which is also extremely yeah. disrespectful but i'm sure that's happened many a times over the years um i mean he put up he, he, he put up 12 10 and 9 last night right and that's we talked about Lamelo coming to the league. He's only going to be a scorer, right? But I know. I mean, already I've already been proven wrong. I mean, he has been a very good passer. Yeah, and I think he's not a complete zero defensively, a la like Trey Young. Right? Yeah, he's well, not because he has size, right? Because like, he has size and length, and at least he tries. I mean, to give him credit, I think a lot of the knock on him had to do with a lot of you know, <laughs> oh, his dad and the family. Whatever. He seems actually like a pretty normal guy and he actually puts in a lot of effort on defense which is kind of the less glamorous end Mm -hmm. um of course he's a rookie so i'm not going to look too deep into the efficiency numbers yeah Yeah. he's not a terrible three-point shooter i mean he's a little under league average but that might fix itself field goal percentage is a little concerning you don't want again you you i hope for his sake that he drifts more towards the kyrie irving skill set than the kind of russell westbrook skill set Um, and that he becomes efficient because he's not playing a ton of minutes, right? No, so he's only he averaging 24 per up, game. Yeah, if he gets his efficiency up, I mean, he could really be good. Yeah. Especially because he's not awful defensively. No, and, and here's the thing. I mean, like I said, 12-10-9 last night against the Pelicans. Uh, game before that, 16-8-5. Before that, 12-7-9. and nine. So, I mean, he's kind of doing a little bit of everything, which I, I personally did not see, uh, you know, when he was drafted. Yeah. Already better than his brother. Yeah, and then and then no also question. staying in the Hornets. So again, we talked about Gordon Hayward being a bad free agent signing, but he is he looks also like an NBA player right he's, now. <laughs> yeah, he's also he's been fantastic. He's averaging twenty two points, six rebounds, four assists this season. So, uh, he's kind of been playing really well too. And, and he and had forty four points against the Hawks the other night. Yeah, and and very efficient. Yeah, but you he's already almost, that again. He's almost fifty forty ninety. 
on the season, right? Which yeah. is an insane like people it's happened what like 15 times in the history of the NBA and if you take away Larry Bird Steve and Nash. Steph Curry, <laughs> yeah, if you take away Larry Bird and Steph Curry and Steve Nash, it's happened like five times <laughs> in, yeah. in NBA history. I mean, right? Gordon Hayward was always pretty efficient, right? But I mean, again, the, the year he's having right now is is a surprise to us at least. Oh, it's uh, an all NBA type year. Yeah, I mean, it's it, unbelievable. Well, it's nice to see that you know maybe he can get back to what he was yeah. before the injury. Th- this would be the happiest pick that I would be to be proven wrong. <laughs> Because yeah. I, I, I want everybody like to succeed, especially because he's a great dude, right? By all accounts, a great guy. So yeah, you want to root for him. Uh, we'll move other to the other conference. We, we talked about the Warriors being just awful, right? And I had Steph Curry being my MVP pick. But that is looking better and better by the day because Steph Curry is starting to realize that he needs to score... 30 minimum five a night <laughs> yeah to uh for them to win his back is hurting right yeah, now i mean he, he had 62 points team. versus the blazers uh, like like about a week ago and then he had 38 just the other day against the clippers including like a absolutely absurd step back dagger on uh, paul george which was i mean as a basketball fan you like to see it just because steph curry is is uh one of the, I mean, he's one of the greats at this point. Is it's not debatable. Steph Curry is one of the greats, and he's a top five point guard of all time. And if anybody argues, and that, he's, they don't know I mean, at this point, it is safe to say he is the best shooter of all time. Just no question. Yeah. He's averaging thirty one points per game, and now the Warriors as a team are starting to look much better now that they got Draymond back. They look much improved, and Steph Curry. I mean, yeah, I mean, Kelly Oubre is still terrible, but it's okay. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you go to town on him in a second, but. Uh, I mean, Steph Curry's second in the league in points per game with 31. So, I mean, yeah, he's he's looking just fine. Yeah, I think what Steph is, is realizing, Steph is going through what LeBron went through on those Cavalier teams yeah. early well, in his there's... career, where it's like, yeah, I have to score 35 a night. If, if we, like, his, because his teammates only shoot even moderately okay when there's no one within 20 feet of them. Yeah. They just can't do anything for themselves. And I don't understand because Ubre on the Wizards was half okay. I don't understand. And, and Wiggins on the T-Wolves at one point was like a 20-point-per-game NBA score. I know it wasn't an efficient 20 points per I think, game, but, I mean, come on. I mean, again, with all these new faces on that team, right, I think there's an adjustment period where they all have to figure out what what their role is, how it's gonna work, how the game's gonna flow, right? Their role is to be because wait to get because guess what? Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre, and Andrew Wiggins were not playing with a player like Steph Curry, who's gonna you know he's gonna take plenty of shots and he's gonna make quite a bit of them, right? So I think there's an adjustment period in terms of like where they fit on that team and what their offensive you know role will be, right? Because they're yeah. gonna be off ball most of the time. You know, their, yeah, their job mean, is going to be, okay, go stand in the corner or on the wing, right, and be ready to catch ball and shoot, right? If you look at PER, right, and I'm talking about the guys who play minutes, not the dudes who play, like, five minutes a game because mm-hmm. I don't care about them. Um, if you look at minutes, uh, of the guys who play significant minutes, the second highest PER on the team is Eric Pashal. No disrespect to Eric Pascal or Pashal or however you say it. It's Pascal. Pascal, I, I don't think most people know that he's in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, unless right? you're like I a mean, very that's... close fan of the Warriors or you are a Villanova grad, I don't think you know who Eric Pascal is. <laughs> it's just, I mean, and there's nobody besides Steph and Pascal with a PR above 15. <laughs> that's, no, not good. That's not good. That's, I mean, okay. Draymond has played five games, but his PR is seven. So he's averaging that quadruple single now with a single-digit PR as well. But <laughs> Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre plays 26 minutes a game and has a PR of six. Ooh. Six, like the number six. Uh. How, how do you do that? Tony Snell wants to know your location because Tony Snell doesn't do anything and he has a higher PR than that. That is just terrible. And then you have Curry, whose PR is like 28. <laughs> right? And he's not even shooting that well for Steph Curry hey, standards. That's why he's my MVP pick right there. Yeah. Speaking of MVP pick, we'll move on to another MVP candidate this early in the season. Julius Randle and the Knicks are... <laughs> okay, you can't tell me right okay, now... You're, you're, Julius... you're allowed to have your moment Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> Julius Randle. <laughs> You can't tell me right now Julius Randle is not in the MVP conversations. He's averaging 23-12-7, and the Knicks have won five of the last seven. I know we're 10 games in. I know we're 10 games in, but that's just silly. No, I mean, think that he's the not thing, an here's MVP the thing. candidate. No, he, he is an MVP candidate, right? Here, here's the thing. I think Julius Randle, I'm, and I'm trying to be serious now because I, I don't want to always just like make fun of the Knicks just because they're the Knicks, right? Julius Randle is a good NBA player. Probably even a borderline great NBA player. I think he just got the short end of the stick a lot in his career. With the Lakers especially. In in general, right? And even, like, he was good on the Pelicans. He was good on the Lakers. Um, I think he just got the short end of the stick, right? It's it's nice to see him finally get some recognition. I'm trying he's to keep his great face. He's shooting 50% from the field yeah, and 36% I know, I know. from three. And he's averaging I, I, almost a triple-double on this Knicks team. And, he, and they're winning. Okay, I, yeah, I don't no, care I, that we're 10 games into the season. No, I, he definitely deserves to be in the conversation. I think it's more of a, an indication of how other teams don't really know how to evaluate certain kinds of players, right? Because, I mean, no offense to the Knicks, right? But there's a reason he ended up on the Knicks. Because other teams didn't want him. And the Knicks so, always want power forwards. Well, and the Knicks, at that point, were just picking up anybody, right? Because you guys were in a full tank, so... <laughs> No, I'm not even being rude. That's just no, true. No, I know. I and, know. And it's, it's, I think it just shows that certain guys just don't know how to get evaluated because statistically he wasn't terrible on the Pelicans or the Lakers. I don't know why he ended up on the Knicks, but I guess certain people just don't know how to be evaluated, right? I mean, yeah, and I think that it's, it's going to open the doors for other guys who come out and have a similar skill set to not be as undervalued, which is good. Mm -hmm. To talk about, to move from, Lee's team to my team. And we're going to segue from this into <laughs> some James Harden stuff. But so at the beginning of the season, it was a question of, do we trade Jalen Brown for James Harden? Yeah, and I, the answer is an emphatic no, because Jalen Brown is now, in addition to his buddy, Jason Tatum, is now also a top 10 wing player in the league. Yeah. So now we have two of them, well, and, and which the, is cool. The thing, the thing with the... <laughs> The thing with the Celtics is, like, both those guys are homegrown, right? You drafted both of them. Players. And they've gotten better every season, right? And they have – the team in general has enough cohesion and chemistry, right? To bring in a guy like James Harden who, yeah, maybe statistically, right, he scores more points per game, right? 
He's not as efficient. But it's not worth taking that risk to add a new guy who's going to average like maybe five or to seven points per game more, or whatever it may be, right? You know, yeah. and take away shots I mean, they're from guys like Tatum. They're averaging each, right? Yeah, to, to, to take away shots from a guy like Tatum. It, it, it wouldn't have made sense. And I think most sane, level-headed, intelligent basketball fans would, would agree, right? That that yeah, was I not mean, that would not be a smart move. The, the biggest issue with the Celtics team right now is definitely depth. Um, I mean, the, the first six, seven guys from the Celtics can go with any team in the league easily. Uh, it's, it's when you get beyond that. And the thing is, in the NBA, it's not, it's not like college. You do need those back-of-the-rotation guys to play meaningful minutes, not just like five minutes a game. You need eight, nine, ten guys that play at least 10 to 12 minutes a night. Like, that's just the mm-hmm. way it is in the NBA, especially in a, in a more compact season. So, I, I, and I don't think those are the kind of moves that you need a big-time trade to address. Like, those are the kind of moves that you can address with small moves, right? You, you, you can trade a, sm- a small pick here, maybe a, a player that's on your G League team but would maybe see minutes on another team. These aren't things that you need to do a blockbuster move for. And I think that – I'm trying to think of even if the Sixers really want Harden at this point, right? Because, I mean, they're in first in the East. I know it's 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 – not been a lot of games but they look i mean they look good all the time in the regular season it's just a question of have the sixers two best players gotten better every single year mm. well right one Which, of them one of them i don't know if he's gotten better because he's injured all the time but he's he's been dominant so like yeah that's enough right whereas ben simmons yeah, but he's we the second best agree. center in the league yeah but we both agree ben simmons hasn't gotten better every year yeah. at all yeah it's just he's he's been the same every year yeah you know who has gotten a lot better though? <laughs> Seth Curry. <laughs> give me your My Seth Curry take. Hooping. Give me give me your Seth Curry take. Honestly, because his brother is Steph, right? Mm-hmm. People kind of meme on him as well, like. And oh, nobody Seth talks Curry. about him. He is very good. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. He's very he's he's not just a guy who's in the league because his brother is Steph Curry. Like, he's a very, very competent NBA player in his own right. He's an elite shooter. Right, which sounds funny because to say that about <laughs> Steph's brother, right? But he is an elite shooter statistically. He doesn't turn the ball over a ton. He's not a great defender, but kind of like his brother, he can jump passing lanes. He's not like, and he tries. He's not just walking around, right? He he can ball handle. He's a he's a starting point guard in the NBA. I, I think that, and he's a starting point guard for a good team, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that people. Uh, have unfairly memed on Seth Curry for too long, and and I'm I'm not here for it. Yeah. You know who does deserve to get memed on though? You know who really does deserve to get memed on? Tell me. Andre Drummond. Because <laughs> that was that was man. You know what that reminded me of? That was the basketball equivalent of the Colts fake punt try and draw the Pats offside. I don't know. We watched yeah. Blake Griffin. Step ten feet away from this man. <laughs> he almost got an eight-second violation, okay, because he stood still with yeah. the ball for so long. Andre Drummond stood just just inside the three-point line for about <laughs> ten seconds, still. just frozen How did before he, not he realized, get a "Oh man, the shot clock is winding down. I gotta drive." Then realized, "I'm did not gonna be able to drive." The slowest crossover in human history. <laughs> I'm not gonna to be do able an to. Underhanded layup from like the free throw line. <laughs> he was a good like seven feet short of the basket, and oh he caught his own fist. 
was it even an up and down? Because uh, he, he I don't know what you would call. I mean, I'm sure I it was an up point, and down. The ref just blows the whistle and points it. It's like, nah, you you don't get the ball back. After <laughs> everything that. about like, that was done. everything about that was wrong. Man, I know, I know, you know, it's <laughs> copyrighted, but that is a Shacked in the Fool moment of the year candidate right there, and we're ten games into the season. Yeah, and of course, it comes from Andre Drummond, right? I mean. Oh man, <laughs> so man, bad. Here's the, here's the thing, right? People often ask me, like, what's a good test for if if a player is is skilled or not, right? And what's the average height in the NBA, right? About six foot seven, six foot six, give or take a little bit. Mm-hmm. So my test for is somebody skilled is if they were either increased in height or decreased in height to NBA average height, would they be in the NBA? <laughs> Andre Drummond at six foot six is a janitor. Okay. <laughs> Andre Drummond at six foot six is an accountant. He is oh, not well, an NBA player. Let's not go that far. Really? I mean, Andre I'm not Drummond saying, at six, six is not in the league. No, I know. I'm, I'm not, not saying he basketball. Would be an, I'm saying he I probably wouldn't be an accountant. Whatever he's doing. He's not playing basketball for a living. He's 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 not playing basketball, okay? <laughs> right? Versus there are guards in the G League, okay, where if you increase them in height to 6'6", they're for sure in the NBA. Right? Mm-hmm. There are guards playing in the Euro League who if you increase them to 6'6", they're in the NBA. Now, that doesn't mean that all big men are not skilled because Nikola Jokic at 6'6", is still in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Because Nikola Jokic knows how to play basketball. Well, ben Simmons is lucky that his parents made him seven feet tall. <laughs> That's it. Nikola Jokic Continue is now. averaging 11 points per game also. Let's throw that out. He's third in the league. In Not Nikola y- 11 points per game. Assists. Sorry. Yeah, Nikola Jokic is the best center in the league. Yes, and he's at, he's third in the league in assists. Without ahead competition. Ahead of Chris I mean, Paul and Trey Young. So that is Nikola Jokic is quite just a, bit. a machine. And the thing is... Hey. He's he's not even a zero defensively. No, man, he's just the perfect modern NBA center. Yeah, he he is. Uh, I got a question for you. Who is leading the league in points right now for game? Is it somebody that I would guess normally, or somebody that I would not guess? No, normally? I think it's someone you, you you you. I think you could guess this person. I could guess this person. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be a fair enough assumption that you you might guess this person. Is it Anthony Davis? No. Who is it? Bradley Beal, thirty-five points per game on the Wizards, who are two oh, okay. and seven. Yeah, man. So that shows you Bradley that. Beal. Okay, so I think your 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 pick for Scott Brooks is is looking pretty good right now for coach being fired. Early. Yeah, I'm patting myself on the shoulder for that because yeah, I'm going to miss I mean, my rookie of the year pick for sure. So I, I do feel bad for Bradley Beal because he is proven. Is he efficient? What's, again. what's his shooting numbers these days? Let, let's take a look, shall we? Uh, it's just up. like, I mean, I. <sighs> well. Okay, so he's shooting about thirty nine percent from three, forty nine percent from the field, and eighty seven percent. Fifty forty. I mean, that's 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 unbelievable. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah, that's so good. He's averaging thirty five points in thirty six minutes per game. And defensively, I mean, is he is a zero defensively? I mean, he's he averaging like okay. just over a steal a game, so not 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 the worst, not the best. Man, even you know what? Even if he was like Trey Young defensively, he'd still probably be the second best shooting guard in the league behind a healthy Clay Thompson. Yeah. It's I just mean, like it, it. It is. Remember when the argument was was who's better, John Wall or Bradley Beal? Yeah, it's, it's when he was coming out of Florida, and it's yeah. like, wow, one dude is just not it, and the other guy is all NBA caliber. Yeah, 
I mean, Man, somebody rescue Bradley Beal. That's just a rip. I mean, I do think I think he gets traded by by the end of the season. I do. I because the Wizards. Clearly, I think he demands a trade. Well, yeah, but he I demands just demands a trade. I think the Wizards are. They this is not going to work, and they're going to have to scrap it all and rebuild yet again. I just do. I really do. They they got to trade him. One two, of their two, two wins comes against, came against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are in last place in the West. We're also too. like the worst team. So so they basically the 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 Wizards have essentially one win this season. Yeah, I think here's the issue, right? And the thing is, the issue with Bradley Beal isn't the contract because he's actually one of the few guys who's worth the amount of money that he's getting paid, mm-hmm. right? The issue is going to be. That Washington is going to want such a oh. haul for oh, him yeah. that it's going to gut whatever team he goes to. That's kind of the problem. Yeah, and and like a right? contender is so, not going to be able to give you know picks, right? So they're going to have well, to trade. The only contender that has a lot of picks is Boston, and they're not going to do that. Yeah, because they don't. Because, they don't have because a they're need. not going to split up. They're not going to sp- split up Brown and Tatum at this point. No. And, and Washington is for sure going to want one of those two guys. Yeah, and they're not, they don't need they don't so they're have not a need do that. for a shooting guard. But like what other what other teams that are that are even remotely decent. Even like a team like Utah, right? Mm-hmm. Which you could say, yeah, really but Donovan Mitchell is that. Bradley Beal's position, right? I mean, exactly. Donovan Mitchell's less. I mean, I I don't know how to say this because Donovan Mitchell it can shoot and he is a shooter, but like Donovan Mitchell he's is not a driver slasher, right? Yeah, and he's not Bradley Beal. No, but no I'm just saying, like, say. Bradley Beal can be a catch and shoot guy, right? Because he is such yeah, a great. But shooter. But that's kind of a waste of his talent, right? Yeah, right, and and you don't have an absolute need because you got conley you've got donovan mitchell right you have the two guards you don't need a third it's just going to be so caliber. hard for them to find market value for him i mean let's like let's even just spitball here like what what teams have the kind of assets and, and also would have the want for a guy one like thing Bradley, one team that like i think he a has a fit on but they don't have the ability to get him it's like the spurs right the spurs don't have a true like number one right i mean like demar derozan but not he's not what he though. was and and he's not a shooter, but the the Spurs just don't have enough to trade for him. It would be it would have to be DeRozan and like two, like top three level first round picks. Yeah, it's right? uh because but even but are the Spurs even a playoff team with Bradley Beal? I don't think so. No, not not in its their current state, but at least they're. Yeah, so, so I mean, Beal's they're not going to want to go there. Beal's going to want to. Yeah, go but like, at least you're in his. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. From if I'm Bradley Beal, though, at least I'm I mean, in yeah, a, it's a much better organization. It's a better right? organization, and they have a, a coach, and they have a plan. Yeah. Like at least they have a blueprint, right? Whereas the Wizards it, just it, kind of have been tanking for twenty. Here's plus the thing: years. if I'm Bradley Beal, if I'm Bradley Beal, I'm going to go out and demand a trade, even if it tanks my own trade value, because I'm just trying to get out of there, and I'm mm-hmm. going to get paid either way, right? So another team that we talked about the Sixers trading for Harden, Sixers going for for Beal, right? I mean, do they have enough to trade for him? I don't know. Yeah, but... if, they, if they give up Ben Simmons, but the Wizards aren't going to want that because that's another guy who's making thirty million. Well, and then a year, you have right? two point guards, right? Westbrook and Simmons, and that's not that, that's just not going to work together. Okay, yeah, but you could say maybe we just absorb the salary and tank. But even so, like they're not going to try to absorb that kind of salary without some serious compensation. Yeah. I, one I, thing I, is, and I know you're going to hate me for this, right? Mm-hmm. I know you're going to hate me, but Beal is one of those free agents that turns around a franchise. Yeah. Right. Let me hear this out. If the Knicks can keep Randall, I think you take Bradley Beal. Oh, I would do that. And you give what they want. I would do that. What they want. Are you kidding? Because he's a free agent because on that the level here's the thing. That, that he turns around a franchise. And here's the thing. If we had to give up, I mean, I, I'm assuming. Even if you give up R.J. Barrett. Yes, I would do that. Because you know, you know what, what you get with, you, you know what you're yeah. getting at Beal, whereas R.J. Barrett and, is And there's still... such a low chance that Barrett becomes even 
80% of what Bradley Beal is. I completely agree. And here's the thing. If you have to give up R.J. Barrett, right, and I assume you'd have to give up picks in as well, as well, right? Well, probably like two, two young players and a pick at least. Yeah. I mean, if it was like a Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett, and a pick. And a pick. For Bradley Beal, I'd you do, do that. You do it. You do it. You do, do it in a heartbeat. heartbeat. I do that in a heartbeat. It's just, it's, it's so, it's so rare that these kind of guys come up. Right. Are as they pan out as well as Bradley Beal. And I think that I think that Julius Randle plus Bradley Beal, you know what I mean? And then and then mm-hmm. you know what you're starting to you're starting to look for like those kind of undervalued guys around the league. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even if you can take we've talked about this a lot, but you take one of the guards off of the Celtics G League team, you take you yeah. know even another young player from like Cleveland that's trying to get out. You mm-hmm. take like an Osman or something like that. You are 100% a playoff team. Yes. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it might be an eighth seed, but hey, that's better with the. No, you're way better happening. than an eighth seed. You're way better than an eighth seed. No, with I know. Julius Randle and Bradley Beal, I mean, you're talking yeah, about. But then you still got a guy four like Mitchell five. Robinson. You've exactly. You still got, you still exactly. got some, some solid. Even players. if you keep Dennis Smith Jr., even if, you, even if you keep Dennis Smith Jr., right? You keep him off the bench. Mm hmm. No, I, I, w- I would do that in a heartbeat. And honestly, that would be one of the few places that actually would be able to go get a guy like Bradley Beal. Just, the question just in is, terms is of Bradley assets. Beal okay with playing for James Dolan, right? That's the biggest Yeah, question. but, you know, that's the age-old question, so we it's don't have to get into that. <laughs> honestly, even, even Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. Because Toronto, at least, yes, they suck now, but Toronto is a, is a team that, it's a good organization. Also, like, like can tell you hey, Toronto is a trade Kyle Lowry and, like, another piece and then a, a pick and... I mean, that would 100% be worth it. Or even give up Van Vliet at that point. Eh. They just paid him. And I don't know how many teams are trying to go get Van Vliet. As as, as yeah. solid as he's proven to be. He's kind of overpaid, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a little bit. I think he's overpaid because he's in Toronto. Like, it's the same thing as, like, the Gobert situation. By the way, speaking of the Gobert situation, I love Shaq, but is there any more, like, bitter old head besides him and Charles Barkley? I mean, Rudy Gobert is... Besides Embiid and Jokic, probably the best center in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't score a lot, but I mean, he's defensive player of the year. Every if, if if people were honest about defensive player of the year, right? And and it wasn't a case of like, oh, I'm getting fatigued of giving it to Gobert every year. He would be the defensive player of the year every year. Yeah. Statistically, he not even just the shots he blocks. Opposing field goal percentage <laughs> against him is like ten percent lower than anybody else in the league. Yeah. And also, I also hate the argument, well, he doesn't score a lot. Well, yeah, part of that is also just, like, the way the team... He doesn't take shots. Well, but it's also the way the team runs, right? Like, that team goes through their guards, right, and their forwards, and it historically and he's not has arrogant. He doesn't years. demand to score. Exactly. He right? could score 20 a game if he wanted to. Are you kidding? Yeah. Easily. He shoots, like, 70% from the floor. Yeah. And he actually hits free throws, unlike DeAndre Jordan. I, I, hate, I hate that argument. It's Ooh, a dumb argument. Score a lot. Well, it's like, no, take a closer look, and you would realize, like, he can He if he if he wanted to, and if they wanted to put him in the, posi- the position to score twenty a game, he could. Right. Like it's also like the argument. Oh, if he gets two hundred million, then how much is Jokic going to get? Jokic is going to get whatever the supermax is whenever his extension comes up. Yeah. We know that already. We knew that already two years ago. Yeah. Jokic is. I'm sorry if this is early. Jokic is going to be on pace to be an all-time center. Mm-hmm. All-time center. Because you talk about skilled dudes. How many really skilled? Super skilled all-time centers are there. You're talking about like Kareem, Hakeem, and like that's it. Even mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Bill Russell if you count just his defense. Yeah. Jokic is, is the, by far the most skilled center to have ever existed in the NBA. Yeah, and, and just, just in terms of a passing sense, yes. He can score from all three ranges. He can assist. 
He dribbles like a guard. He like crosses people over. <laughs> he like crosses up small forwards. And it's funny because he looks like Butterbean. The thing is, he he's actually not completely unathletic. He just looks no, he, very he, unathletic. He, he just he just is a shocking specimen for you know. The haircut doesn't help either, honestly. Well, and his physique. I mean, let's just keep it quite yeah. honest. Uh, let let's talk about some surprises so far this year, just in terms of like individual players. Christian Wood. Yeah, people talked about him when he was on the Pistons. It's like he was he was a pleasant surprise, right? And he was a great young player. I mean, he's averaging two blocks per game. He's putting up numbers. He's averaging twenty three points per game on fifty five percent shooting from the field, and he's got eleven rebounds a game, one one assist. I mean, it's not for 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 a forward, uh, is whatever. But two blocks per game and a steal per game. I mean, he That's is unbelievable. He Three is stonks a, a game is crazy. Yeah, I mean, he is, he is having a huge, huge season, right? Another another guy, right, who is just, he just so impactful up. from his defense. Well, he flies under the radar, too. Like, I don't know how many people were really well, talking about Christian trip. Wood last year because he was on the Pistons. <laughs> but even this year, like, he's having an even better season now. And and I, I still feel like he doesn't get as much attention as he deserves. And he speaking, is... Speaking of young... Uh, of young Big guys. Um, another guy who he's probably going to be the only challenger at this rate to Lamelo Ball's Rookie of the Year campaign. James Wiseman, honestly, has been a really pleasant. Yeah, he has been very solid. He has been. Very I know. Solid. I know the advanced metrics don't entirely back it up. I don't think all of that is his fault. Um, just because of how advanced metrics are calculated mm-hmm. for for centers. Um, he's great. I mean, he's doing exactly what they need to and more. Yeah. And he's drawn a lot of praise from his teammates. I think honestly. He's more skilled than I initially anticipated. Mm. And I think that he has maybe the chance to... I'm not going to say he's going to be Jokic, but he has the chance to add elements to his game that will even increase his his, uh, his tool belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another another uh, another player I want to talk about just because he had a huge game last night is uh, Zach Levine. Zach Levine's looked very good this year. We knew he could score, right? I mean, he's averaging 26, 5, and 4.5 and essentially, right? And, and 1.5 and steals per game. But last night he had like he was eight of eight from the field after the first quarter or something like that. I mean he he's especially in the last couple games really been like I mean he had thirty eight and thirty two in his last two games and he had thirty nine two games before that. So I mean he's putting up some big numbers this season. And and the thing is a lot of people always are like oh well he you know, he doesn't doesn't play defense or he's not a great passer. But I mean he's he's averaging a decent number of assists per game. Obviously for a point guard right you want it to be actually he's technically a shooting guard now so. So I, I guess you can't really be too mad at that. And his player efficiency rating is almost twenty. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean another another guy who's kind of I don't know what this guy's role is gonna be. Colin Sexton. Mm, I was just looking because at Because he's he's shooting very well, mm-hmm. which is weird for small kind of And that was one of guards, the biggest right? knocks that we had yeah, on him. The in question the past. is he's not a great passer. I mean Right? Yeah, four, four, four so per game like, for a point guard isn't ideal. Yeah, and it's like you want to put him off ball, mm-hmm. but he's kind of too small to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like... And he's not the best defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of those, again, jumps passing lanes defender, right? Mm-hmm. It's I don't... I don't know what to think about him, dude. Mm-hmm. Is he just is he just another guy who gets you a bunch of buckets and he's going to be Lou Williams? But he's he's too efficient for that. I mean, he's shooting really well. And, and you know what's funny? One of the weird... One of the weird free agent moves of the offseason for me 
was Jeremy Grant leaving the Nuggets to go sign with the Pistons? And yeah, that's because they offered him a ton of money, right? So I can't. Yeah, he be, probably didn't. I can't. Should have got. Should've yeah, got, I mean, I can't but, blame him. But I mean, he's 15th in the league in scoring right now, which I didn't see coming. He's averaging like 25 points per game, which he's never been a scorer per se, but he's averaging 25 points per game on like 36 percent from from three, and and six six and a half rebounds, two assists, one block per game. I mean, like. Yeah, he's on the Pistons, but I mean, kind of a su- surprise, uh, at least for me. He's a career under 10 points per game score, and he's averaging yeah. 25 points per game to 10, 10 games already. So I mean, he was also on, but he was also on teams he, where he's, he yeah, was he's always scoring, right? He's always been on teams where his role was... I don't think it's a matter was, if he's not good. No, no, he's always been on teams where his role is come off the bench, play defense, right, and like be a slasher. So this is the first time he is like a true starter and like... you know i guess default number one option per uh, per se but i mean that i did not expect that this season from jeremy grant no yeah uh i saw there was you know who who, you know who else we need to rescue kevin love (laughs) kevin love (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean we knew that we knew that Man, he's having just a not good. I mean, he's only played two games, but he's just having a rough season. I, it's, I think he's just like mentally kind of checked out at this point. He's like, I'm getting paid thirty million. My team sucks. Yeah, and I don't think there's any rush for him to come back uh, yeah. from from injuries. You know, yeah. I'm looking at player efficiency ranking right now, and uh, there are some some shocks in the top ten. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, hit me up. Give me the top ten. All right, so at one we've got Jokic, right? Not surprising. Yeah, obviously. Then two is Giannis. Okay. Three. This is shocking. Ready? Mm. Chris Boucher. All right. That dude probably plays five minutes a game. He plays 21 minutes per game. He averages about 14 points per game. But he's got a 27.4 PER. Well, isn't Curry next? Yeah, Curry's Curry's at four. Harden's at five. Embiid's at six. Kyrie's at seven. Eight is a surprise. Jared Vanderbilt with the Timberwolves. He averages about 15 minutes per game. Six All these guys who play no minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nine is Ennis Cantor. Where's Luca at? Uh, ten is Robert Williams the third from Boston. Time Lord. Yeah, he also plays no time. Yeah, I know. Uh, Luca is thirteenth. Okay. His PR. Is that's gonna go, that's places. gonna go up. He because he was shooting awfully at the beginning of the season. That's so gonna you, go let's up. See who has the lowest PR in the league. I'm very curious. Oof. <laughs> oh no, man. These these are bad. Three guys with negative PERs. Doesn't like Nico Mannion have like a negative PER, right? Uh, he is not the last. He's not in last place. No. But he has a negative PER. He's like negative one point. But he also he hadn't played, so I can't. Uh, really like Mo Harkless on the Heat has a negative five PER. Jesus. Who else? Uh, Mifondu Kamengele on the Clippers has a negative two PER. I have no idea who that guy is. Uh, you know who's shocking? Who's who's got a really low PER? Who's below mm. Kelly Oubre? To be a, to be honest. Wow. JJ Redick. Yeah, dude, because JJ Redick should have been done in the NBA two seasons ago. <laughs> hey, there's still, there's always a need. It's just, there's yeah, always, there's a, always need. a need, but he's always going to have a low PR because he comes in, takes two shots, and goes out. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. How many minutes a game does that guy play? What teams does he even play for? He plays for like the Magic, doesn't he? No, he's on, he's on the Pelicans. He's on the Pelicans? Yeah. He averages 21 uh, minutes per game. Why is he playing 20? Who's on that team that he's playing 21 minutes a game, dude? Well, uh, to be honest, I, aside of Zion, I have no idea who the hell is on the Lonzo Pelicans. Zion. Yeah, Nicolo Melli. You don't you don't know about the Pelicans? So thing? bad. That team is so bad, dude. 
Well, how's Zion doing, bro? Give me this. Give me the Zion update. Oh, I just saw his. His wasn't too bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's 29th in PER. Okay. 22. I mean, he's gonna be. He's gonna be a, a discount. Yeah. I mean, it's easy for of. him to be a high PER player just because he takes Layups high marks. percentage shots. Dude, he's gonna be. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a discount smaller Giannis. Yeah. But like heavily discounted, like Walmart <laughs> great value brand Giannis. No, but there's nothing wrong with being Walmart great value. Oh brand yeah, Giannis. Walmart, like Walmart, Walmart great value Giannis MVP. is still Walmart Giannis is still very very good. Yeah, I, I just think that I, I don't think he's gonna be the best player in that class. Hot take: John Morant's gonna be so much better than him. I don't know why he was taken first overall. <laughs> well, I know everybody thought he was gonna be LeBron, but it's like there's only one LeBron. Well, it's also just I think people forget just how good LeBron was coming out of the league, and also and of also high school. Yeah, like LeBron coming out of high school was way more skilled than Zion coming out of Duke. Mm-hmm. I think anybody would tell you that. I think it's just like they saw another freak thick dude. athlete. No, they saw another thick dude who could jump. They were like, "Oh, it's LeBron James." It's like, eh. <laughs> is it though? I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, I mean, well, and he's only a freak athlete vertically, right? Yeah. Because laterally and speed-wise, he's not a freak. He just has huge legs and jumps really high. Yeah. Would not want to be in the way though when he's coming down the lane. Well, yeah, you just you just take a charge and hope at that point. No, I'm I'm taking a business <laughs> decision at that point. You can, <laughs> you can have your two points. I am all good. Uh, see any good games on tonight? Who's who do we think is going to drop further down the standings, and who do we think is going to raise up? I mean, I think the Nuggets are, are 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 going to climb. Yeah, the Nuggets are going to rise up. Uh, who do I think is going to drop down? The Magic, the Cavs. I want to look at this, these standings right now. Uh, Magic and Cavs are going to drop. I think trending up is going to be Heat are going to trend up. Maybe Hawks. And then the West Nuggets for sure. Uh, I think, yeah, obviously the Magic will definitely fall. The Knicks will fall. But I think the Knicks won't fall as much as people think. The Nets will go up. But I think they'll go up later in the season. And then in the Western Conference. To be honest, the West looks... I mean, except for the Spurs, I don't think the Spurs are making the playoffs. I think the Spurs the, and the Nuggets flip in terms of playoff, and then the Nuggets are going to be higher in the playoff standings than. than yeah, I think the that, old like the the West actually looks kind of normal. I mean, not in terms of the seeding, but in no, terms the of top eight the teams are the are teams that we thought would below, be in the top eight. Yeah. It's just the order is is slightly different. Yeah. No, the, the, the East, East is not. a way bigger toss up right now, just in terms of because I think there's yeah. a lot more level across the board in the East than in the West. I honestly, I think the Hornets keep trending up. Honestly, I think the Hornets keep trending up. I think the Bulls keep trending up. I think the Heat I, I think Lamelo. I think Lamelo is going to figure out a little bit more. I think Gordon Hayward is going to be playing like an MVP candidate for the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, unless he gets hurt, right? Because he's never had an issue with consistency when he's healthy. Yes. So I think if, if he starts out playing like an MVP candidate, he's going to finish playing like an MVP candidate. And and the right? thing is, I think the teams in the East that are in the top eight right now that fall out will be the Magic, Knicks, and the Cavs. Right? They'll move down, and then the, and the Hawks, Hornets. Yeah, I think there's a go yeah, I think there's a lot of frauds in the top eight in the East right now. Well, yeah, but I, I think there's so many teams that are about the same level though that will fill yeah. that like that that well, I mean, twelve seeing, to eight spot. Yeah, the only real surprise is the Magic, right? Because they're they're one of the four teams that's significantly above five hundred. Yeah, I mean, um, the other three are all high tier playoff teams. We all knew that. Like Celtics, Pacers, Sixers are all elite teams. Yeah, I mean the Magic um, started the, f- what five and zero, and yeah, I, I don't understand one and two, one and three. Since what's then, happening? So. I, I don't even think they're going to finish five hundred. I don't think they're going to season five hundred. But I don't know why they're six and three. Well, right? Marcel Markel Fultz just tore his ACL too, so that's also looking pretty. Yeah, I feel really well. bad for that guy. Honestly, uh, uh, he was having a career year, but I still don't think he's a bust. Right? Mm-hmm. 
Because if, if you call him a bust, then you have to call Lonzo a bust too. Yeah, right? Because if, if, too. Yeah, but I mean, but here's the issue, right? If you if you if you base being a bust solely on who gets drafted after you, I think that's such a stupid reasoning. Mm-hmm. Because by that logic, fifty percent of the dudes who got drafted ahead of Donovan Mitchell are busts. Yeah, exactly. Right? But by that logic, both Lonzo and Markel are busts because Tatum is way better than both of them. And he got drafted after them. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think that's fair. Bust is like you really have to just suck. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, right? you have to be Anthony Bennett. You have to like. No, you have to be uh, Larue Martin. Or or Man, that's Hashim an all-time Thabit. bust right there. Hashim, Th- yeah, Hashim Thabit is a bust not because of who got drafted after him. Hashim Thabit is a bust because he averages like one and one in his NBA career. Yeah, and he just and he was drafted good. like second. He just sucks. Thing is, we knew he would suck, but because he was seven three, he got drafted second overall because it was like two thousand eight, and that's what got you drafted second overall back then. Um, no, but I I I, I do like that there's seemingly some some parody and especially in yeah, the I mean, conference yeah i'm just glad um, that like certain teams are are actually like being competitive though i think teams yeah. also for this this is the first year that i've seen it early in the season i think teams are genuinely taking the whole like well the lottery is no longer based on who has the worst record right i don't see any just ridiculous blatant tanking i don't think the the timberwolves are trying to lose i just think they're bad same with the wizards i i i mean the wizards have been no, the wizards are definitely games. not trying to lose the <laughs> wizards are definitely not trying to lose you do not trade for russell westbrook and then try and lose the wizards are just bad but they're not trying to lose <laughs> but the, the, i don't even think the pistons are trying to lose i mean and they would be the biggest candidate for trying to lose right because they have nothing to play for yeah. but i don't think they're trying on purpose to lose i just think they suck yeah like well, you you watch the games they're putting in effort but the, 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 the what i'm trying to say is because of the the change to the lottery, change, the lottery yeah. right, where you get a higher percentage chance to get the first pick, but we've seen in the last two years or whatever how long it's been uh, implemented, the team with the highest percentage to get the first pick has not gotten. It's rarely, yeah. So like it. at this point, teams are like, well, I mean, if I finish in the bottom fifteen or whatever it is, I mean, I could still get the first overall pick. So you know, we don't have to be the worst team in the league, right? So I, I also I think, think that unless it's a guy who's generational, people are just realizing, yeah, the draft is kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, well, and it's like you can still get good, you can still get a better guy at three than you can at one, as we saw in you know Tatum's year, right? So, so I think there's less of a ah, we have to get, we have to be the absolute worst in the league, we have to be the, we have to have the worst record, et cetera, et cetera. I think there's less of that, and yeah. uh, well, and, and and as a Knicks fan, I'm happy to see that because I also think look, it's nice that there are less. There are less just torrential busts. Yeah. Right? Well, I think nowadays I think scouting has gotten a little bit better. Advanced metrics with all. I mean, the okay, Dragon Bender. Dragon Bender is like the last really. True. Uh, Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson, kind of too. Yeah, but he's had a. I mean, he's had an okay start this season with the Pistons. I mean, he's he's not what he was eh. hyped up to be, but. I mean, he's a bust. I mean, he's a bust. He's not like an Anthony Bennett level bust. Like the only really just shocking bust was Bender. I, yeah. And I guess because he's not in the league anymore, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, you could argue that if he wasn't a Euro, he probably still would be because how much better is Marquise Chris? Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, like, he's just not in the NBA. I mean, I count Marquise Chris as a bust, too, so don't worry. I'm an equal opportunity talker. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's th- that draft was the last that really had a couple of just – it's funny because the top three were all pretty solid, right? It was Simmons and then Ingram and then Brown, who are all really, really good players. 
as much as we like to harp on Ben Simmons, um, they're all really good players. And then it was just Dragon, Bender, Marquis, Chris back to back, and you were like, man, mm -hmm. that was rough. I think after that it might have been Jamal Murray, but I'm not sure. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm looking up that wrong draft. It was uh, Simmons, Ingram, Brown, Bender, Chris Dunn, Buddy Heald, Jamal Murray, Marquis, Chris. So that the six and seven pick look really good right now. And then eleven was Demontis Sabonis, who's a stud. He's probably yeah. better than everybody in front of him except for Tatum, uh, except for Brown. Yeah. He's just uh, done. I mean, he's playing amazing right now. This class, honestly, was not too bad. If you look at it. I mean, Karis LeVert was at 20. He's a very good player. Uh, well, yeah, Karis LeVert was the steal of that draft. Gershon Yabusele at 16. Not. Okay. See, I, I don't even count that as a bust because it's outside the lottery. And it's like, at that point, you're just throwing darts at dartboard. Yeah, he's off. He I mean, off. I, I'm looking. Siakam was at 27. Uh, yeah. Deontay Murray uh, with the Spurs was at 29. That was a great pick. By the way, I don't understand. Maybe I'm just oh, dude, uneducated. Hey, and maybe you know who else is me in that draft? Who? Zochi. Zochi. <laughs> okay, he, don't talk to me about these players, bro. I don't care. Vita uh, uh, maybe, maybe, Maybe you know this better than I do. What's the deal with Duante Murray? Why is everybody telling me he's amazing? I feel like statistically he's just been fine. And he's not like everybody's telling me, oh, he's so well, great. He, was, like, he had a huge injury last – was it last season? Yeah, that he didn't get to play a full season. But, I mean, he's – no, is he he's a little bit overhyped. No, honest. he's gotten better every year he's played. He's, I mean, he's only averaging 16 right now, but he's just, uh, he's an all-around good player. I mean, he's this season he's averaging 16, seven, and five, and he's averaging one and a half steals per game. He's, he's, I just think he is like an intriguing player, right? Because like, it's like at this young. point you've been in the league for a few years. Like, I mean, you should be trying to be fourth, an all-star. This is his fourth season. So he hasn't been in that Yeah, I long. feel like that's when people become all-stars, right? I I don't know. He's, Maybe. He's okay. only... Again, he missed a full season with a that's bad true, injury. Uh, and again, he's made a step in every season he's played. Mm -hmm. And and it's also... Like bonus, also, honestly, I feel like the Spurs bonus. are not... They don't follow that that typical rule because it's the spurs right and they just have a different way of doing things right where they don't mm -hmm. always just like play through superstar you know what i mean yeah so it's unless less, it's it's less yeah unless it's less likely to follow that that trend yeah that most teams follow i also feel the spurs are one of those teams that get dudes overpaid at other teams mm -hmm. and then they're just awful <laughs> kind of like the pats in the nfl they go to other teams and you're like, man, yeah, we thought this guy was good at one point. Yeah, well, he's good in the Spurs system, but that's about it. Yeah, also because most NBA coaches aren't Popovich, sorry. People are like, oh, is Popovich falling off? It's like, come on, the dude's like a thousand years old. Give him some credit. But also, like, he has not fallen off. He's still very yeah, good. It's like, if that he wanted to coach that team, it would be much worse than it is. Let's just be brutally yeah. honest. And, and he's definitely uh, grooming Hammond to take over when he retires. Yeah. Which I'm all for. Because yeah, she actually knows what she's doing. Last week's episode. Yeah. I'm looking at some of these drafts just to see how bad some of these first couple picks were. Last few haven't always no, like, they have no, been awful. I mean, it's also I mean, too the early last, to tell. Jaleel Okafor was like bad, but it wasn't like completely atrocious. Yeah. Because the, the first two picks that year was what? It was Towns, Collins, and Towns, and D'Angelo Russell. Okafor, Porzingis, yeah, I mean, they're Hizonia. Those two guys okay. for fifth overall is, is pretty bad, but. But, like, is he that bad? Like, where is he at now? I'm pretty sure he was with the Trailblazers. That's, that's the last time I remember. He's a free agent, dude. I mean, he was on the Mavs. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, okay. He's after not that, great. after that, there's a whole bunch of garbage, and then Devin Booker, and then a whole bunch of garbage again. Like not in the league garbage, or just like role like Emmanuel like, Mudiay like was that draft, players. right? Uh, yeah, Mudiay was seven. Stanley Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, Winslow, Turner. Turner's fine. Trey Lyles. God, remember when Jaleel Okafor averaged like 19 and 8 his first year? We were like, man, is he a stud? And we're like, nah, this dude just can't play. Um, yeah, then Devin Booker, Cameron Payne from Murray State. Well, he's still in the league. He's doing I mean, okay yeah, on the Suns, right? he's like the 13th guy on the team. I don't think so. Yes, he is. Believe me. Is he? Okay, yeah, he's not doing that great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then Uber. I mean, he's, he's okay, but he's not Rogier, And then a bunch of garbage. Rogier's okay, and then... Yeah, after that, there's not a whole lot. Shetty Osman was 31. Tre- Montrez Harrell was 32. That's, like, the only other... Okay, guy. so those two dudes are fine. Yeah, and then you've got, like, Josh Richardson, Pat Connaughton. Oh. And that's Just, like, 12 dudes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Still though, still though, to be fair, way better overall than like the between 2000 and 2008 stretch of drafts where it was like three good players, and then by the fourth pick you were like, well, this dude played nine minutes a game for a team that almost made the playoffs, so I guess in the redraft he's fourth. Yeah, man. Well, because we just scouted, we scouted on. Oh, this guy can jump pretty high. I guess he'll be a good NBA player. And we take, like, Stromile Swift, number five <laughs> overall, or something like that. Well, we have officially gone completely off the rails for what this podcast was initially supposed oh, well. to be about. Sometimes but that's fun. That's, uh, that's been week two in the NBA, and we'll continue, to, we'll continue to give updates throughout the season on what's going on around the league. So we'll have, we'll have another episode next week at some point about the nba about what's going on the drama that happens as there always is in the nba especially as the trade deadline comes up Mm -hmm. so until then we'll see you next time